What's going on, you bunch of slags? It's time for another edition of the Jamco Talks podcast. Talking to that big jabroni, Con Angle, Con Black, Con Levesque, Billionaire Con, Con McCartney, Con Lennon, Con... Uh, I could do this all day long, but I'm not going to. So let's just roll them credits. The following is an FWZ collection production. Jamco Talks. Jamco Talks. Jamco Talks with the Jamco. The Jamco. Today's guest is Con Angle, Con Black, Billionaire Con. Gonna be talking about his show once again, XWE, a part of Top Rank with that other guy, Nathaniel Carter. We're also gonna be getting into that short-lived promotion in XPW in California, in Philadelphia. It's gonna be the subject of a episode on the Dark Side of the Ring documentary coming around October time. And he uses that as a little bit of inspiration for a show, but it's just me and Con shooting the shiz, brother. You know, Con, I was uh, I was actually watching a film earlier before we uh, before we called each other to do this little interview, and it was a big action movie, and it was back and forth, and lots of crazy action scenes. Great cinematography, by the way. Great sound effects as well. And there was this one guy on there. He was really bugging me. He had a really annoying face, and he uh, he just, I, I just his acting was terrible, and I I was like, man, he's the one that's like the 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 kind of the stick that stands out out of everybody. And I was thinking to myself, man, I wonder who he is. So I went on uh, IMDb afterwards, uh, and it said his name was Casper Van Dien. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a way to start off the what a way to start off the show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was going to get one in there. How you doing, Con old boy? What are you I, saying? I, I'm doing great. There's a whole lot to talk about. Whole lot to talk about. When I last spoke to you on this little podcasting that I do, it was the 9th of November. 2020 and surprisingly of all the things that we talked about the number one thing that came out of that was the famous jeff jarrett story of the jeff jarrett yep. cameo we wanted to make sure that he went over which is actually quite strange now that i look back on that because i actually have been listening to conrad thompson's my world podcast with jeff jarrett talking about you know texas and memphis territory wrestling and also the creation of tna and it, it it just doesn't really strike me that something like someone who would do that, but then obviously, you know, you were there talking to him. So you were the one that, well, the thing is Jarrett, Jarrett just wasn't a fan of the plan that was proposed to him at the time. It just didn't match what was offered. Um, he's not a bad guy at all. He's, he's very professional. If you ever talk to him and as a matter of fact, follow him on Twitter at real Jeff Jarrett. Um, he's, he's a good guy. You know, it's just he, that, that whole plan I had for him was, he was going to lose to either Nate or Reggie Taylor. It was going to be like a triple threat or whatever. Um, he wasn't a fan of the idea. I know I know that for a fact. But he was very professional, and uh, the door is still my, open if my, he ever my wants point, to come back. My, my point with that is, when I said I listened to that podcast, he was very down-to-earth. Of course, I'm not saying he, he is. Was about he, is. he is. I'm just saying that it would be ridiculous for him to not be uh, happy about a plan on a virtual wrestling show with you and him losing to it doesn't even matter i mean uh, him losing to reggie tiller or, or Nath- i mean you know actually in fairness i'd probably be bothered if i lost to nathaniel carter so that one i understand but like reggie tiller you know come on 
who, who, you should have said to him, oh, do you know him personally? I, I ain't going over Reggie Till, brother. Uh, one of these days I'll have to dig back and see if I can find that exchange. I know it's somewhere on one of my other emails, but all I know is Jeff was very professional and uh, the plan just didn't work for him at the time. You know, it, it didn't work for him, but the door is still open if, if he wants to be involved in the future. Uh, I got to give him credit. You know, when he was doing that whole GFW gold thing or whatever that was. Uh, Global force. All, all, I had to, force. <laughs> all I had to do was, you know, give him my personal info. I don't know what he did with it, but he at least sent me a free autograph. So whatever he did with mm. that, you know, I, don't, I have no clue. Well, I wasn't saying he wasn't a bad person. Again, the podcast is interesting to see just things on in general. And he is, it, I it, just it, thought... It's, it's interesting how... it's inter- Jeff Jarrett's a very interesting person, and, and especially to talk to and all that. And and um, he's just a very interesting guy. It, it's hard hard to really read him at times because, you know, you, you look at the reign of terror in TNA and, and the GFW stuff. I mean, I get what he's trying to do. I mean... You look at social media these days. Who isn't a grifter? Who isn't trying to make a quick buck? Everyone is, and I, and I don't I don't fault Jeff Jarrett for doing that. You know, he he wanted to start a new company and it didn't get off the ground, but he at least tried. You know, he he wanted to, he wanted to do something similar to AEW, but he just didn't have the resources or connections to make it happen. I was about to say if that um, that lawsuit between. Global Force and Impact, but I'm pretty sure they settled at the beginning of the year, didn't they? Yes, it was settled. Yeah, that's that's over now, isn't it? Yep. Global. What are your memories of Global Force Wrestling? That uh, well, all, something... all I know is all I know is it looked promising. They did that one show, and I think it was a baseball stadium. They had Carl Anderson and and that other guy. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that. The the Good Brothers. They were there. They had Kevin Nash there. They had Scott Steiner there. It was it looked promising. They had the six sided ring. Um, then they did those TV tapings, which they couldn't make a profit off of. They the whole thing was unfortunately a misfire, and then Impact bought the rights to that. They deleted the masters to it, so that 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 was all the. There was a lot of crazy stuff that went on between Impact and GFW, but eventually that 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 was settled. Um, but yeah, the GFW at first was, was a misfire. I think they tried to get it off the ground and tried to be something promising and something new, but it, it just didn't come into fruition. And I feel like that's the case with, with virtual wrestling United. You know, I, I've, I've referred to them in the past as the global force wrestling of COD cause they were trying to oh, wow. sort of fill the void that, oh, that, wow. that, that other big COD crossover shows had left, but you never know when they're going to run a show. They never announce it. And it's always random whenever they do run a show. So virtual wrestling United, they're, they're the global force wrestling of car. Are you, uh, are you, are you looking to get heat? Cause you, you're on the right, you're on the right world, brother. Oh, 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 there's, there's a lot of heat. There's a lot of stuff I want to address, you know, my side of the story with a lot of things. Cause there's a lot of stuff that I'd like to discuss that, hasn't been aired for some reason that, 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 well, I, that but, I haven't before we before we do I, I was just i was just thinking about this in, in regards to you know, that that gs that gsf gfw um was that the one in las vegas that baseball one you were talking about 
I think it was. I think it was. It was either in Las Vegas or one of those East Coast states here in the U.S. See, that's interesting because I never saw any of the GFW stuff. But I remember when he was talking about, and again, the, the, some of the podcasts are like five or six they're doing in terms of building up the creation of TNA. And one of the things I remember him saying is because he did that World Wrestling All-Stars tour with Andrew McManus, which was the uh, the Australian tour after WCW folded. and Correct get all the guys going and, and then bring it over to UK and then bring it over to America. And I remember him saying that I think it was maybe the second or third show that we were going to do in America, that it was a Las Vegas show. And even through AEW, through a lot of WWE ones, Las Vegas is not a, a wrestling town. So he would always talk about how that's interesting and a very, you know, skeptical thing to do and could be quite risky. So then naturally, which again, we haven't heard on that podcast yet, that all those years later, nearly 10 years later, he would do his first global force wrestling uh taping in las vegas is that like, well, why'd you do las vegas for that for, for global force because it isn't and he's right with it not being a typical wrestling town well you know jeff jarrett's a risk taker you know t- starting tna up in 2002 was one big risk they took them forever to make a profit and, and even when they did they had a few things holding them back such as always running shows in the same orlando florida territory with uh, Universal Studios Orlando. Um, uh, Jarrett, Jarrett is, you know, he's very tenacious. He sticks around. He, he sticks with his plans long-term, but he's a risk-taker. He's not... I wouldn't say he's he, he's one of the smartest people in wrestling because he has made mistakes like anyone else, but, uh, you know, he he does have a vision at times, and regardless of whether it fails or not, you know, the guy, he, he, sticks, to, he sticks to it. And... Uh, I don't know if you've ever spoken to Jeff Jarrett, but uh, you know he's he's a very oh we talk very... every week. <laughs> he's a he's a very he's a very professional guy. If you've ever had the chance to talk to him, like I have, maybe one day when um, I get Jeff Jarrett in FWZ, <laughs> lol, that ain't ever gonna happen. <laughs> enough for Global Force, enough for Jeff Jarrett. We're here to talk about Con, the man they call Billionaire, <laughs> Con Angle, Con Black, Con uh, <laughs> Con Man. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I'm doing this very, very quickly, this uh, this recording uh, in terms of, of getting it up. Today is Saturday, which is the day that uh, XWE uh, Exit Wounds comes out to, well, roll up some stories. So let's go through the card or some of the card to uh, to throw this up. Some things are, are, are very, very interesting and some things uh, I, I'd like to hear you uh, talk about so let's talk about the main event Kevin Cross versus that old jabroni NTG for the world. <laughs> you no, know, the, the world champ, you know, he's he's held that title for since um October, since XWE One Night Stand. You know, NTG's been very dominant. He's he's the extreme killer. He beat Shane Douglas, he beat Tommy Dreamer, he beat Sabu, he beat Rob Van Dam. I mean, the list is ridiculous how many ECW guys he's beaten. But, you know, Kevin Cross wants his title back, you know. Kevin Kevin, Kevin lost to Kurt at One Night Stand, but he, he still has that rematch clause. So, tonight, Kevin Cross takes on the champion NTG. You seem to have this, uh, oh my God, I don't know him personally, this, this Kevin Cross fellow in your show for quite a while. Do you and Kevin Cross have a good relationship? He's, he's wonderful. He's one of, the, one of the best people to ever do it in Ka. Um, very talented guy does things on time with his promos he, he's he's very smart you know he's he's a team player the guy is one of the best people you could ever have on board if you're running a car show uh it doesn't matter what car show you are if you're gsf if you're cws if you're awf uh the guy is tremendous i mean 
Kevin Cross is is a cool guy. Von Hollywood facing off against the wrestling machine. Kurt Angle, winner take all. Yeah, yeah. Um, Von Hollywood, he's he's a superstar. I mean, this guy, he held the NWA title for a long time, and you know he's beaten the likes of Nick Aldis and countless others. He's he's been on a hot streak. You know, so far, and this guy's been really dominant. He's he's done a tremendous job with everything that he's been given. And tonight, he takes on the wrestling machine, Kurt Angle, the Olympic gold medalist. This will be this will be one of those rare times you see Kurt Angle back in XWE. You know, Kurt is a legend, one of the greatest of all time. Especially if you've seen his TNA run and his WWF run can you can you hear me is this is this my is my mic still working yeah yeah no i'm all, we're great. good we're good great i mean two great names facing off it's going to be a phenomenal match that i hope that you all enjoy kurt angle keeps kind of playing a bit of hot potato with the uh, xwe have you been having some difficulties with him at the negotiation table kurt is on a part-time deal he's on the same deal that brock lesnar is on with wwe oh really Yes. So, so how how many how many dates is he uh, planning on coming to XWE in one calendar year? Kurt works. Kurt works about two dates a year. Two dates a year. Wow. Yeah. That's an interesting contract. That. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Kurt works two dates a year. I mean, he's a big name. I mean, he's not he's not cheap. He's he's Kurt Angle. So in a way, what did what were you able to do to bring Kurt Angle to XWE? Oh, that's a long story in and of itself. Um, what happened was, what was the first time we saw Kurt? This was back in 2015, as a matter of fact. No, 2016, I, 2016, I think. Um, he was originally supposed to face Lester Barkley, and Lester Barkley was having a good run with us. He was one of our longest... Now, that's a name. For, that, now, that is a completely obscure name. You just whacked out Correct. the name. What Correct. the hell? I Lester didn't even know Barkley. that. We gave him a Samoa Joe type gimmick. He even had the Samoa Joe trunks and all that. And he came out to, he came out to Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult. You know, it was it, he was having a really good run with us. And the idea was to bring Kurt in and have him put Lester Barkley over because Lester was having a good run with us. Man, he must but, have really hated Kurt at that point. I'm sorry, what? I said you must have really hurt Kurt at that point. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't remember that much of what was No wonder he doesn't keep coming back to XW when he gives him stuff like I don't, that. I don't, I don't recall everything that happened, but what I will say is Lester was having a good run, and the idea was to have Kurt put him over, but then Lester had some sort of issues going on with the whole cock community because he and Cash had some nasty beef or whatever those two had like a nasty falling out he called cash's job so lester got canceled and oh and... that's the guy yeah i remember that yeah yeah lester got canceled and i couldn't use him anymore so i said you know what kurt just did his promo on lester i know he's not gonna like it but let me have kurt redo his promo on ntg so kurt does his promo on ntg that day and this was at 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 the XWE versus FMW show we did, we had Kurt Angle return, and, and Kurt was cheap at the time. This was when he was still with TNA, when he was with Impact Wrestling, or as, as they call themselves now, you know. And then Kurt and uh, NTG had a really good match. Those two had a good match at that show. And then after that, 
Ray Geddes had the idea to work with Kurt at a WrestleMania event. Mm-hmm. And and um, Kurt and Ray had a good match. Ray went over, I think. That was a good one. I highly recommend you go back and watch it. I was a, The only negative about that match is that the table didn't break. So I had to sell that on commentary as saying, we're using... <laughs> We're using the, we're using these Japanese tables because you know when you watch those matches in Japan <laughs> the tables don't break, so that, that's yeah, the only thanks. that's that's the only negative about that match. But aside from that, it was phenomenal, and and that was one of our highest graded shows was Ray Guinness versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania, and uh, then we bring in Kurt again when we do the reunion show one night stand in October. Kurt wins the XWE World Title, and then loses it on the same night because NTG won the Money in the Bank briefcase at a previous episode of Thunder. So Have you have you had any uh, one-on-one conversations with Kurt Angle? Like what not, like, do you know what do you know what he thinks of the core community? No, not really. Not really. I I just <laughs> message him I just message him details for the promos and he does them. And that it, it's just, it's very, it's a it's a very cut and dry very cut and dry business with Kurt. You said all in there about uh, the, the Lester Barkley and uh, Colin Cash's work. I remember when I talked to Cash on an episode of this podcast, I was trying to remember now what he said when I asked him about that. And I remember him saying about the call to the work. And then I remember saying, what was your boss's reaction? Because um, obviously it's going to be negative. And then uh, if, if that kind of put a, 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 a sort of spanner in the work, as it were, for, um, well, yeah, yeah I mean, his that... professional wrestling training. I'm trying to remember cause it was so long ago where he, he kind of he got through it, but it was kind of like uh, he would have got more crap because in a way the wrestling trainer's kind of thinking to himself, "Well, is this guy bad news? Why am I kind of getting harassed like that?" But I'm yeah. I, I, just, just something I didn't expect you to say that uh, that just made me remind me of that now. Yeah, it was a very unfortunate situation, and and I'm glad that Cash is is doing well with what he's currently doing, and. Uh, I haven't spoken to Cash in a long time. I know Cash and I are polar opposites on so many things, but uh, um, that was very, very unprofessional, and, and that was very rude for Lester to do something like that, to call someone else's job. But um, Lester Lester was an odd guy to to really pick apart because he would be really nice and, and really kind if you knew him on a personal level like I did. But then mm. he would go. But then he would go out of his way and write all this negative stuff to other people on Ask FM and all these other things. And then I hear that he called Cash's job, and he pretty much was persona non grata with XWE after that. And and you know, I just couldn't have someone who caused that much, who caused that many issues, to be involved with the show. Mm. Well, we'll probably have uh, have a lot more of that as this uh, show continues. Next match, Matt Diesel versus Darby Allen. That should be a very interesting match. I'm especially looking forward to that one. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, you know, Darby Allen. He's he's on a he's on a similar deal to what Kurt Angle is. He appears off and on, but you know, the guy's tremendous. He'll do anything. He's 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 he really is a risk taker uh, in every avenue that you see him in with skateboarding, with wrestling, and Matt Diesel. He's he is the fastest rising star in top rank, and and the guy is tremendous. Always does his promos on time. Uh, always gives it his all. He has a music career, by the way. Check out his new his new hit, Jungle Survivor. It's out on there on different streaming platforms. Um, the guy's tremendous. Uh, mm. he, he really is a hard worker, and he is one of the best people that we have on board. 
then uh, we have uh, sort of I'm not really familiar with a couple of these guys Blake Jordan and Spike. That's going to be a really good one. Very must see. Mm. Great talent involved on both ends. Spike, literally Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is is <laughs> is, is wrestling and. We had James Marsters do his promo for that too, and it's it came out fantastic. Uh, James Marsters actually does his promos as Spike in XW. If you've seen the previous shows that we've done, uh, mm. he's he's just an absolute professional to work with. The guy is fantastic, loves the show, loves the work that goes into it. Um, he's just fantastic. And the other guy, Blake Jordan, he's he's played by Seth Jordan, who's a tremendous individual. He's an entrepreneur, does a lot of great stuff. Um, very professional you know one of the best people i've ever worked with he's not really involved in cause much but he he, he mainly works for xwe he's an xwe original and the guy is just an awesome talent from top to bottom does his promos on time great personality uh he plays the dark passenger character in xwe blake jordan which is is based off of dexter morgan and uh, from from the show dexter uh there's a lot of nuance there, and, and he just does a phenomenal job. The guy is a tremendous talent, and I know that he and Spike are going to have a phenomenal match tonight at Exit Wounds. I'm trying to remember if Blake Jordan was the same guy we had when we did MAW a while back. But I'm not too sure. It could be the same, but someone else will have to I don't, work. I don't know if he's worked with MAW. I'm, I'm not familiar with MAW. Um, oh, MAW was a thing that I did with... Um... AJ Mamba, who was DJ Wentworth, who was um, DWF that he did, but that's that's dead now for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's worked with with them or any. Uh, other no, that was that was someone else. Ignore what I just said. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll ignore it because <laughs> that's just my myth. yeah. I'm thinking of someone. I think it's Silent Jordan or something like that. But but never mind. So let's talk about uh, you know this this exit ones we're talking about. We talked about the matches. Uh, you gonna give us any any surprises? Any spoilers? Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of surprises. Uh, Steven Seagal is at the show, uh, Ving Rhames is at the show, and uh, we have a whole lot of celebrities. We have Nathan Roberts taking on Casper Van Dien oh, in a steel ca- in a steel cage. Winner gets a number one contender shot at whoever wins the world title tonight. I swear to God, if Casper Van Dien wins that match, Con, you never come on this <laughs> podcast ever again. <laughs> uh, I'll explain to you how how that all came to be. Okay, please do. So here's here's what happened. Here's what happened. Back in, um, I think it was 2012. 2012, I was still running my car show back when it was XCW, Extreme Car Wrestling. Mm. And I used to I used to talk to you know people online, and I remember back on on Twitter, you know, Casper followed me. I'm like, wow, an actor follows me, and I used to chat with him, and we would talk about Starship Troopers and all the nuance and satire that goes into it because it's it's basically an anti-war film, you know, basically, but with, with bugs wait, wait, and all wait, wait. that. So you two were just talking casually, just like pals. Yeah, yeah, we were we were very we were casual, we were casual, you know, buddies. He would DM me on Twitter, and, and you know, even even his ex-wife at the time, Catherine Oxenberg, used to. Uh, she even followed me at one point, but you know, it was, it was just off and on. Like we weren't besties or anything like that, but, but, um, it was pretty cool having it, having talks to him all those years, uh, until I decided to, you know, do away with social media and all. But, uh, one, one, one day he was doing like, uh, online interviews or whatever through wizard world or galaxy con, whatever those, 
Comic-Con websites are. I said, why not give it a try? And uh, I did an interview with him. It was pretty cool. Got a little endorsement from him for XWE out of it. And uh, as you can tell on some episodes of Thunder, it, it begins with the Casper intro and all that, where he introduces the show. And uh, he was he was very cool about it. Very cool about it. You love that motherfucker, don't you? He's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a I, good guy. I just love, I tell you, is the most, um, everything I've seen from every person I've talked to, you're, you're weird, related. It's the weirdest fascination I've ever seen anyone ever. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's weird or anything like that. I, mean, I, I, wanted, I said, you know what? He and I get along. May as well make him a part of XWE. Why not? Oh, God, I Why love not? That. <laughs> oh, it's not weird. <laughs> I mean... Not to mention, you know, I wanted to create like my own XWE network or whatever, which is why I uploaded a lot of his old films on there. So, so people are familiar with his work. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, since completely, you... yeah. Sorry, go on. You were gonna say something. Yeah, all that stuff completely intentional. Yeah, I wanted him to be the the main celebrity ambassador of XWE. <laughs> So when you, because I remember there was one time you did interview, because I remember you put it up on your Facebook page. Yes. One-on-one uh, one interview. Um, when you obviously you've made various, like, you know, you've done the interview, and I don't know if you've done any more, like, ask him for sort of cameo appearances or promos or whatever it may be. I know Nate's done some stuff with that. Do they, like, know who you are now? Does he know who you are, like, one-on-one? Oh, he oh he knows. He knows. Um, <laughs> has he, has he, he knows. Restrained, has he put restrained on you yet? <laughs> no, no, no. He's, he's cool. He's cool. He's cool with all of it. You know, I don't. Yeah, he's cool. You know, he knows. He knows. So he's if all, I, if he's, I he, he opens up every thunder. I mean, he's got to know at this point. If I <laughs> if I actually interviewed Cass Van Dien and instead of his whole you know career of films, I'm gonna straight up ask him, "Do you know Con Angle?" And that, God, <laughs> oh, he knows. He knows. He knows. Oh, that was too. Especially buses. since <laughs> especially since my interview with him did a bit did a bigger number than than all the other interviews that are out there that he's done recently. Oh, so you said that uh, you're old, brother, that you're the dude. You're the dude to do the interviews. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, since I am a man who enjoys a good quiz, Mr. Con, I've got a great quiz for you, and it is, how well do you know Casper Van Dien? Mr. Con, I've got ten questions here, and you will answer them, and uh, we will okay. see if you're right. Okay. So let's go. Bang, number one. In 1999, Van Dien married which well-known actress? Nia Pebbles, Amy Yasbeck, Ali Walker, Catherine Oxenberg. Catherine Oxenberg. Number there two, in, in Star, Starship Troopers 1997, what was the name of Casper's character? Johnny Rico, Dizzy Flores, Ace Lady, Carl Jenkins. Johnny Rico. Question three, in which the following films has Casper starred in as Captain Abraham Van Helsing? Slayer, Modern Vampires, The Omega Code, Dracula 3000. Dracula 3000. Four. In which 1999 made-for-television movie has Van Dien appeared in that was directed by Sidney J. Fury? The Colony, The Omega Code, The Collector's Shark Attack. Shark Attack. Five. Casper was in seven episodes of Beverly Hills 90210 in 1994. What was his character's name? Roger Barrows, Griffin Stone, Eric Watts, Tyler Moody. That was uh, Griffin Stone. 
six in 1998 blockbuster entertainment awards nominated Catherine van Dien for favorite male newcomer of which film james dean race with destiny starship troopers night scream tarzan and the lost city i'm, I'm going with either tarzan and the lost city or starship troopers on that one well you gotta give me one i ain't taking two tarzan and the lost city Going with Tarzan. Seven. Who is Casper's great great uncle? Gene Webster, Mark Twain, Walt Whitham, Jack London. Mark Twain. Eight. In Tarzan, Lost City of Gold, Casper Van Dien starred in the title role as Tarzan. Well, that kind of gave away the previous question, by the way. What other name did he go by in the movie? John Clayton, Clayton Johnson, Steve Waddington, Ian Roberts. Uh, John Clayton. Nine in Modern Vampires 1998, which character did Van Dien portray? Hans, Nico, Dallas, Vincent. Dallas. Uh, very last to cap it off. Number 10, Casper Van Dien had a starring role in One Life to Life. True or false? At one point, yes, true. Let's see the answers. Let's see the answers. What did you get, Mr. O? You did get question one correct. Catherine Oxenberg was the uh, actress that uh, he married in 1909. Number two, uh, his character was Johnny Rico in Starship Troopers 1997. Uh, and number three, uh, Casper starred as Captain Abraham Van Helsing in Dracula 3000. Oh, we've got a wrong question here on the next one. Oh, con. So in which 1999 made-for-television movie has Van Dien appeared in, which was directed by Sidney J. Fury? You said Shark Attack. It was The Collectors. Okay. In fact, that was the uh, film that uh, Catherine and Van Dien fell in love. Aww. Okay. Uh, Casper, of course, was Griffin Stone in, uh, in Beverly Hills 902. And, oh, we've got another wrong answer. Number six in 1988. So this is the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards nominated Casper Van Dien for favorite male newcomer for which film? You said Tarzan, Lost City. It was Starship Troopers. He didn't okay. win. Howard Stern won the award for Private Parts in 1997. Okay. Unbelievable. Uh, but you got the rest of them right. So eight out of ten. So really, according to my Jamco quiz, uh, Con, you're not as much of a fan as I thought you were. You've disappointed me very, very deeply. <laughs> Well, there's this, the city Jay Fury one threw me off because I know that he was in a 19. I know he was in Shark Attack in '99 with Ernie Hudson. I, I didn't know about the other one you mentioned. I didn't know that he did a war film with Sidney Jay Fury the year after. I'm and, better be uh, honest with you, Con. Um, going back, I'm not really interested in the excuses. <laughs> <laughs> you actually mentioned about uh, a little bit earlier about you having a show called XCW. Actually, I actually found on my research a little mini Weebly page you did. Wrestling. Uh, I should have it here. The Renegade Hardcore promotion in CAW Wrestling makes its anticipated return. Extreme CAW Wrestling, formerly PlayStation Wrestling Entertainment, ran from November 2009 to June 2012 with a core federation that was started on YouTube, which consisted of more than 300 episodes of three and a half seasons of XCW TV, featuring the most explosive fuse and matches ever created. During the inception, XCW featured top quality matches featuring the likes of. Let's see if you can remember these. Uh, Con King Spinnernet One. Yes, I remember him. He was pretty funny. He and uh, Yankees fan were a tag team in in XCW, and he was a funny guy. He feuded with 
a YouTuber by the name of Spinnernet One. His name was King Spinnernet One, which was a, a spinoff of the other guy's name, and he was hilarious. Uh, I wish he was still around, but um, he's he's been persona non grata lately. WJ, aka Wrestling Jesus, well-known YouTube wrestling commentator. Lay, former former uh, former wrestling fan reviewer that I used to know back in the day. He wrestled on a few episodes of XCW. He was he was a good guy. I don't know what he's up to now, but uh, good guy to know at the time. Schleg Daddy. OTRS. Yeah, he's very controversial with his, his wrestling views. He's a wrestling commentator on YouTube. Uh, um, still very active, still very involved. Uh, I, I haven't had him on the show in years, but uh, he and I, we, we've had some very respectful discussions. Reggie Tiller, an Yankees fan for life one. Reggie Tiller's been around forever. He's been around since day one. Funny guy, very smart, uh, very philosophical. Um, he just he just he just operates on on a different level than a lot of people, and I like him a lot. He's a good guy, and you know, very very hardworking. And and who else? Who else did you? Oh, Yankees fan. Yankees fan for life. One. Uh, he just he just he. I don't I don't really talk to him as much these days, but he's a cool guy. You know, in the brief times I knew him, he's a big Macho Man Randy Savage fan, and uh, just just a very very awesome person. You know, very very good guy. XCW also featured top indie stars like Davey Richards. That's an old name going back, isn't it? Kevin Steen, Sick yep. Nick Mondo, and Nick Gage. And mainstream stars like AJ Styles, Abyss, Kurt Angle, and Christian Cage. Yep, we used we used a lot of those guys in the older days. Uh, granted, we didn't have them do promos or anything like that. But, you know, it's, it's funny how the world works because Nick Gage wasn't as popular back then as he is now with all the death yeah. stuff you see today. So it's funny. That was like 10 years ago, 10 years, fast forward, 10 years, Nick Gage is still with the show and he's actually cutting promos. So that's very poetic. In a way. Didn't, um, I'm trying to remember Davey Richard retired right now. I think he's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's back. I, I think he's with major league wrestling. Right. Right. Interesting. And the um the Nick Mondo guy, um, he was the one that directed that uh video they'd had for John Moxley doing yes. the uh the weird which is kind of interesting that uh kind of eats into the whole AEW stuff. Um very interesting. Kind of weird how things uh things it's funny switch around the, like that. Yeah, it's funny how the world works. Everything comes full circle eventually. So I want to ask you about this next bit, because this is kind of interesting to me. So XCW has feuded with some of the top companies in CAW from the likes of PWF, MWE, CWS, and COH. So I know COH, I know CWS. What is PWF and MWE? PWF was an E-Fed that ran back in 2009. Uh, it, it wasn't really a feud. None of those were feuds. It was just typical pro wrestling jabs here and there to get attention and to get the name out there. It wasn't, it wasn't anything major, really. We didn't feud with any of those companies. That was just to get attention and all that and, and to, to make a name for ourselves. I mean, which, what car show hasn't done that back then? Cause it was, it, there, it was different times back then. Back then you really had to do things to make your brand stand out. You know, this was back when SMF was uh, in its dying days. You know, you had, you had, you had a lot of shows emerging and, 
a lot of shows were held to a high standard to keep the momentum going within the Ka hobby because there were more restrictions going on in Ka with you couldn't use certain music back then. It was it was very limited. Mm -hmm. So you suffered a bankruptcy. Not again, Con, not again. <laughs> the, the company that owned XCW, known as Extreme YWC Cause Incorporated, then sold all copyright and likenesses to former rival company Core Wrestling Society. After doing business with that scumbag Nate Carter. <laughs> when you get into bed with Nate Carter, that's where it all goes down the toilet. Uh, so really when you... Uh, Kind of well, well, I've got two questions here. One, how has this XCW become um, XWE? And also, um, did you uh, get your your likenesses and stuff from from Nate Carter? Because uh, he doesn't strike me as a businessman that would just give it to you easily. You know, He'd probably uh, get you to you know pay him ridiculous, and then probably try and rip you off. <laughs> he's a, he's a tremendous partner, one of the best people I've worked with in years. Um, as far as how that how it became xwe okay here's what happened um i wanted to, i wanted to make this show a little bigger i i didn't want it to remain as just this small low-level indie car show that it was for years um i wanted to make it a little more mainstream so i decided to change xcw to xwe to give it that you know wwe type of vibe uh as far as you know the the whole the whole uh, larger than life branding, which with the whole larger than life moniker, which I copied from the Backstreet Boys, you know, because you know they 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 had that they had that hit larger than life. I'm like, this is perfect. We need to be larger than life. So our our goal was to bring back that old SMF Story Mode Federation type of cough bed, and I, I think we've done a good job of at reviving that style and making it bigger and. And adding on to that legacy with some of the names that we've had appear, the celebrities that I've had on there, because we we're the only car show that that has actually had celebrities contribute to the show in some way. Uh, mm. Not just because I've paid them or anything, because there's a lot of celebrities who have said no. There's a lot of celebrities who have declined, as a matter of fact. But the ones the ones that have said yes have been tremendous to the show. They don't have to be a part of the show, but they choose to take part of the show, and and that's what's really admirable about some of the people that we've had on board, be it Casper be it James Marsters, be it Connor Whale from Scream, because he was briefly involved with the show. He did a few promos for us. Uh, the list goes on and on, but um, it's just it's just amazing the, the type of moves that I've made with this run, uh, the, the type of stuff that I've done to make people look good, to make people look better than they are, to really create characters that will stand the test of time. Um, it's a very sports entertainment-driven car product as opposed to majority of what you see in car uh, it's heavily influenced you know by smf by cws by uh sccw iccw the list goes on and on uh D dwf i mean it, I, I could give a list but there's a lot of influences there nothing is original in car wrestling nothing is original in e-fetting nothing is original in actual pro wrestling everything is derived but as long as you make it stand out in some way and and put your own spin on it it's going to succeed regardless of who you are and, and what product it is you're putting out there and and we'll touch back on this whenever we discuss the whole beef i had with xvpw because there's there's a lot here that that i would love to say that didn't get stated didn't get stated in that live stream because like everybody else uh 
when, when you're in that kind of position, of course you want to control the narrative. And there's a lot of stuff that I want to say about that. But uh, at the end of the day, nothing is original in wrestling and, and everything is recycled. But it's, it's how you do it. It's, it's, it's if you do it better and, and, and how you make it stand out from the rest. Well, we do know you are a, a big heat seeker, so don't you worry. We'll, uh, we'll certainly get to that. Oh, tomorrow. for sure. For sure. But in, in, in going back to, uh, to, to all that, one of the things I want to ask you, because I, I've never really been able to do this with many people, because there haven't been many people that kind of go back to watching sort of old wrestling stuff back in the day. What kind of memories do you have of SMF? Because that was something that I watched to get into doing this kind of stuff. And it was generally something I looked up to as being quite fun, quite enjoyable. And, uh, of course, with only like a couple others where they've been able to sort of talk about different things. Probably the most crazy, uh, you know, um, just insane kind of show ever. Kind of interesting how to us it seems like long ago but how times have changed you know things we we laugh and joke about that they did you know a, a sort of someone from this generation now i'd think well that's not funny that's not because of the way that well, sort of things every, have been... everyone everyone's afraid of being cancelled these days you know it's uh, you can't make racial humor anymore like you used to you can't make dark comedy humor like like you used to back then and smf was a great bastion for a lot of that you know it was it was hilarious you had characters like uh Carl Winslow, you had you had yeah you had Danny Jackpot, you had George Bush, you had uh, Barack Obama. They were all in angles. You had Osama bin Laden as a as a heel character. I mean, it was <laughs> it, it was it was ahead of its time. There was a lot of stuff, a lot of SMF type stuff that I I would love to do today, but I just know that with how sensitive people have been, with how sensitive the COD community and EFED community is in general, um, you can't can't really do certain things without people complaining oh he's using the n-word oh he's doing this and that i, I want to make kai hilarious i want to it makes fun the stuff i've done the comedy that, the comedy that you've seen in xwe makes fun of everyone if you look at some of our older shows we made fun of every nationality that there is and a lot of that was borrowed in a lot of ways from smf because i i like their style it was funny it was over the top uh they had some dark stuff sometimes uh they had some over-the-top characters, yeah, character, yeah, stuff based on reality, reality too, and a lot of that is what's missing from wrestling today. Because you look mm. at the Attitude Era, it was funny. It was funny. You had over-the-top characters even before the Attitude Era. You had Sergeant Slaughter joining the Iron Sheik and, and burning, <laughs> burning, burning the Hulk Hogan shirt. I mean, it would be so. All that stuff was hilarious. It was over the top. It was it was topical. That's what's missing in wrestling today, and I think people are afraid to explore that territory. Well, I mean, if you were doing stuff and you'd always have someone get angry about certain things that you do, I mean, because there, there's a, there is a, it isn't just, oh, you guys are a bunch of racists, you just want to do it. There is skill in how something is delivered in terms of comedy and also written to not necessarily mock someone because you don't like them, but in a way kind of laughing together at something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone it's all, that writes it's all, your stuff is yeah, like that. Yeah, it's all, it's all fake at the end of the day. We're all, they're all play characters. Nobody really gets offended when, when you work in XW because it's all a collaboration effort. Uh, sure, sure, the, the heels and faces, they all say underhanded things to each other in, in, in XW, but it's to give it that realism. And that's what's missing in wrestling today. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of blurring, there's a lot of gray morality in XWE, and you don't really know who's 100% a face or who's 100% a heel, but... Sometimes people do get do take get a little jabs in on, on in their promos, but that's to give it that realism to make it feel like that old school wrestling style where where all cards are on the table and uh, 
that's what's missing in today's wrestling. Because in today's wrestling, it's all about I want to be better than you or, or mm-hmm. whatever. And 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 that's cool and all. I'm not discrediting that, but you need more variety in wrestling in terms of entertainment and and uh, and getting a name out there and and trying to stand out from the rest. So we've got a couple other talks that we'll go to, but I'll uh, I'll get into it since you're probably itching to talk about it. Um, interestingly enough, as this kind of works for us, uh, a few months ago I interviewed Mr. Uh, Maximilian from yes. BPW. We talked about stuff <laughs> and. Uh, Talked about his show, talked about how he does things, very, very creative person. And then on the flip side, did a deal where he uh, interviewed me, got a little chat about my show, about general things. Uh, did a lot of conversation about British wrestling from my side. Uh, very interesting. And, and and what's interesting from my point of view is after we did the first show, you and I started talking because I was asking you about something that wasn't working on my uh, Twitter page. I was trying to get you to check out. And you were yeah. saying, I'm just listening to it now. It's great you would love to do some sort of collaboration. And that made sense to me because I thought this has got the extreme stuff. He's got the extreme stuff. Obviously a battle of some sort could be quite clever. And it, you actually, in that conversation, you didn't say anything negative. You said quite things that were praised. So I thought, Oh, I didn't really think much of it. Cause we were just having a, a conversation about uh, just both of you together. And then very much maybe uh, months down the road, and uh, it, it popped up that it was like, he's going to go on the live stream and then your logo was there. And I was like, what the hell is going on here and, and, and stuff? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know the ins and outs. Ray told me a little bit of stuff. Uh, I can't I can't remember if Nate told me a little bit of stuff. I know Max said some stuff. Um, I'm not really talking about this because I'm not into the drama, but obviously it's something you want to discuss to put Eric, like, your side of the situation in. Well, no, I'm saying I don't know a lot about it. I, I don't care for you know the drama stuff i'm just saying neither do i ob- neither do i obviously you neither does it's, max but it's it's it's, it's a crazy situation i'll I'll, it's, I'll elaborate it's, on it it's something that you want to talk about because you obviously want to put yourself a story because you feel you haven't really had a chance to for whatever the issue is but uh you have the floor go for it that story is insane it goes all the way back even before september of last year as a matter of fact um it's an off and on relationship, okay? It, there is no genuine heat, at least not to my recollection. It's just that um, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Before last year, I, I went on a hiatus from Ka. It was a couple of months, maybe four or five months or whatever. Uh, before that, I wanted to work with XVPW. I want. I had something cool planned with them. I wanted to get Homeless Jimmy involved because Homeless Jimmy is an actual real life wrestler who is involved with XWE, right? Yeah. We were gonna do like a little Memphis versus ECW type of feud. I was gonna be like Jerry Lawler. I was gonna play this this heel villain character where I would, you know, shit on on XVPW and Extreme Wrestling and everything. Yada yada yada. Um, it was it was a it was a very cool angle that that we had both thought of and we weren't going to do it until the season after this current one that they're that they're on or that or that they were doing at the time but um i would have to go back and look back at the messages uh but i don't think i had those messages anymore because i was so mad at, at max later on months after that i deleted our whole conversations but uh, uh all i know is he and i spoke a couple times and i did a promo on them one time as the as it was like a variation of the billionaire con character or whatever uh and I was just cutting a heel promo. Like, there was no genuine malice or anything like that. But their, their roster took it that way. 
their roster and it ends up flaming me in the comments. And I, I, I just wasn't a fan of that. You know, it, it, it didn't, I, I think it could have been done better. Um, I didn't let so that. just 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 pause for a second before you continue on. So you had this kind of storyline plan between both of you, right? It was a work at first, but right. what's what's funny is even the XWE people who worked for me, and I'll give you their names. There are people who who did who did not like the idea. Jay Crackful one didn't like the idea. A couple others didn't like the idea. They're like, we don't want to work with XVPW there. Yeah, but with all due respect, though, they've had anal things about Max for fucking years, and that's me being in their groups. That, that was silly crap. That it's the same reason they don't like me. But it's always been Max is this, Max is this, Max is this. I'm like, what are you? What have you actually done about it? And they haven't done shit. So it's basically not a valid point because they've not done anything. Yeah, else. yeah, and people were people just didn't want this angle to happen. And and I even I even told Nate, you know, it, it's not. It's not 100% a shoot, but it's not a work either. I, I wanted to do some Jerry Lawler and ECW type stuff with XVPW. That was the, that was the idea. I get flamed in the comments. It ends up turning into a shoot, and I just bail and not do anything with XVPW, okay? So fast forward to September. XWE is back. CWS and XWE form a partnership in top rank. Nate just wanted this to be XWE and CWS. He wanted to keep things cohesive between our two gigantic companies, and I admire that and I respect that. I had a different vision at the time. I wanted to expand Top Rank and have different shows involved, uh, and this was my fault because I didn't run any of this by him. I sort of went into business for myself when it came down to that, and I take full credit for that, as a matter of fact. I, I apologize for doing that, but it's history. I, I can't deny history. So what happened was I, I reached out to XVPW in September of 2020, right? They're like, no, you guys do you. We're, we're involved with our eFed community or what have you. So I'm like, okay, they're not involved. Uh, I had nothing against them. So I said, you know what? And this was, and then months later, months later, okay. I said, you know what? XW is coming back. Let's take a little jab at XVPW. It's nothing major, nothing personal against them. It's just uh, a typical, uh, way of promoting and getting the XWE name out there again. That I, I made this one graphic just to be a troll. I mean, it, it, it was nothing major. We weren't going to attack them or anything like that. It was, I don't hate XVPW, never have. I like a lot of their work. Um, I put a little graphic that said the real extreme alternative, and that's what really pissed off Max. And I, I could tell, I could tell Max was not a fan of it. And the next thing you know, I debut the new XWE logo, which is based off of the new XPW logo. So then Max thinks I'm, I'm th Max thinks I'm ripping off XVPW because it has a red X, right? So then this leads to one big misunderstanding when he does a live stream on XWE. He bashes the show. I mean, he called it constructive criticism, but let's call it for what it is. Um, he, I, I wasn't a fan of the strays that a lot of my talent were getting. I wasn't a fan of the, the shots that were taken at Von Hollywood's promo, at Blake Jordan's promo, et cetera, et cetera. I mean... Vaughn and Blake, they, they didn't deserve that. They didn't deserve um, the strays that had, had gone, on, gone on between Max and I. Uh, I wish I could have just strictly been between Max and I. And what's funny is Max says in that live stream, you could have just talked to me. You could have just spoken to me instead of taking, uh, taking a little jab. Like these guys haven't taken jabs at other shows, which they have before. Um, and then next thing you know, next thing you know, um, 
he says, he says, you should have spoken to me. And I did speak to him. Like I even told him after that jab was taken, hey, nothing personal. We're just trying to get the name out there with XWE. He had nothing to do against his show or anything like that. It was just a typical, you know, you know, like when TNA used to take shots at WWE in 2007. That's mm -hmm. what it was. It, we weren't trying to put a dent in them or anything like that. It was typical. It was a typical little jab. They got worked into a shoot, and Max does a live stream on XWE, which I was not happy of one bit. Uh, and, but you know, the thing is, Max and I spoke after that. I, I, I messaged him on Messenger. I told him, hey, I wasn't a fan of that live stream. I wasn't a fan of how I looked on that live stream because I was just struggling for words when, when he did that. Uh, I, 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 wanted to I wanted to defend myself in that live stream. Uh, and I even went, I even went for some uh, little jabs here and there and some, some, uh, some straw man arguments. Like I said, your, your, your show looks, well, I said something about a show. Like it looks uh, small house or whatever, which I, I didn't mean any of that. It's just my feelings were hurt with that live stream. And, and I, 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 didn't, I didn't like the way that live stream was handled. I'll admit it. Like I, I was very mad. I was very frustrated when he did that live stream. I, I take I take a lot of pride in the work that I do, in in terms of car. Well, he was, was gonna he he was coming across as as the idea of this guy has been calling me out, so I'm gonna respond. But the way you're saying it is there was kind of the odd thing that was sort of decided in terms of you may be doing something and you were gonna kind of do it a little bit more of a shoot wise and maybe they'd respond, but actually it ended up not. Um, coming across the way you'd hope then basically basically that's what it was it was one big giant misunderstanding on both sides i apologize to i apologize to a lot of the xwe talent after that day happened because it was that was one of the worst days in xwe history a lot of people were threatening to leave it was ridiculous i i wish that that live stream never happened to this day but so people it's, were it's gonna history. leave your show yeah and i i did not like that i did not like who was gonna leave your show I'm not going to get into specifics, but I, I didn't like the show. I, I, I mean, I didn't like the live stream, uh, but I apologize to a lot of people after that. I apologize to people who were on the show. I apologize to people who are part-time on the show, asking if they could stick around, and, and a lot of them did. And uh, we, we, we took care of the little issues that were there, and uh, it, it was a very ugly week, to say the least. But bottom line is we, we alleviated the situation. That whole screw-up was all my wrongdoing just because I wanted to make XWE the... Uh, I wanted to get XWE's name out there again, but I did it in the wrong way. And I learned from that mistake. I screwed up, and I apologized to a lot of the talent, and I, and I own up to that. And I even I even um, apologized to a lot of people, and I, I wish everybody the best, including including XVPW and everyone else. And uh, uh, I haven't spoken to Max since then, but... As far as the likelihood of, of me doing something with him, as far as anything with relating to me and XVPW, not very likely because, you know, there was, there was that first time we worked together and a whole roster started shooting on me when I did a promo on them. And then there came that second time with the live stream. It, God bless them. I hope that they do well. I wish them the best. But if there's any likelihood of me working with them, slim to none. But I wish them the best and I hope that they're doing well and I wish them the best with what it is that they're currently doing. <sighs> Professional wrestling, CAW kids, Sam. You got I, I, I tell you, I tell you, this, this, this whole hobby, this whole CAW E fan hobby, whatever it is you want to call it, 
it's a microcosm of the wrestling business. We're all carnies in our own way. All of us, we all are. We all, we all, we all have, we all do, do different things to get our names out there and to get the shows out there. It's just like the wrestling business. You see WWE and AEW, all the big moves that they make. Oh, they're hiring CM Punk. Oh, they're hiring Daniel Bryan. Oh, how must Triple H feel now that they're taking NXT from under him? The wrestling business is crazy, and so is the car and, and E-Fed hobby. We're, it, it very much is a microcosm of the wrestling business. Oh, you can't work for them. You can't work for these guys. You can't do business with these guys. You can't do business with those guys. It's, it's very much a microcosm of the wrestling business. Everyone has an ego to some degree. I'll even admit, I have an ego to some degree in this hobby. We all do. Max admitted that he had an ego in the live stream that he and I, the live stream that he did that I eventually joined that day. Everyone does. We're all carnies in our own way, and and a lot of people in car don't see this, but it, it is very much a microcosm of the wrestling business. Yeah, I I see your point, uh, but again, you know, professional wrestling is a bit more complicated when it comes to money and drawing and and you know seats. And no, 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 no. That that plays a role in car too, because then you have people who are protective of their spots. You have people who don't want to lose to certain people. You have people who say, "Hey, can I have? Can I do this? Can I work with this guy? Can we set up a match this way?" It very much is like the wrestling business in some in some ways, especially if you're a promoter. For, for that for that point, absolutely. But at the same time, I, I understand people that say that because you know they they're in it and they love it. But you know what I was leading on to was you know that's to do with money, people's careers, and everything else like that. No offense, but you're a fucking dumbass if you are that kind of stuff i mean jesus christ <laughs> um yeah but yeah, i appreciate the passion i appreciate the you know the the involvement in you know excitement and your, your creativity and and all that stuff I, I really do and 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 people who you know do their things you know whatever you know we're having a podcast we're talking about all different things but this correct. is just a bit of fun it's a little bit of leisure it's a bit correct of, uh, correct talking about different things and this isn't even supposed to be a, a podcast just about that we're going to talk about many different things but at the same time the the people that get on their high horses about how clever they are because of you know these kind of shows they have online dude come on like Get outside. Hey, have, hey, hey, you gotta re- have a wank or something. Jesus Christ. You gotta you gotta realize everyone's a mic for for themselves in this hobby. Almost everyone is, even yours truly. And and but but people do take it to a crazy degree sometimes. And and as a promoter, sometimes you you have to deal with that. Uh, but it is it is crazy. And and you'd be surprised all the all the crazy stories that have went on with the next WE that I just can't share because you know it's, it's just Running running a car show is more complicated. Than, here's my point to you, thinks. though. Here's my point to you, and you you do a great great show because I like the creativity, I like the differences. You don't follow a formula, which is what a lot of people do. With you know this guy segment, this guy segment, this guy. You know you. Every, the everybody wants to be Monday Night Raw these days. But my, what wants I'm, to what, be their own thing. I'm, I'm I'm praising you here because it is that bringing the fun back to yourself in terms of enjoying it. We're talking about the wrestling stuff. Yes, I mock Casper Van Dien, but that's still different. That's still unique. You're doing that. You're having fun with it. You're bringing celebrities. You're you're doing right. stuff. It's just like man. I just want to do what I want to do and have fun and, and, and that's it. It's all in my brain. I'm not doing what I feel I have to do because of somebody else. But my point to you is to, even on a situation like that or a previous situation, maybe uh, this comes from, you know, when I heard on your, that many podcasts you did with uh, Daniel Carter that I checked out, which I know isn't up yet, but I was just kind of checking it out because he sent it to me. Um, you and, and especially other guests I've had on here who say, you know, 
this person's forced me trouble, this person's this. I know you're talking about ego, and I know you're talking about people that creativity, but from your perspective, you've got something good going on, you've got something unique and creative going on. When you've got people that try to uh, almost play hostage with your show, just tell them to fuck off. Because at the end of the day, you look like a dead mark. And, 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 and like, well, I'm going to do your show. Get over yourself, you bloody and, idiot. I mean, and, okay. and, and that's and that's happened before. But it, but, but that's what I'm saying. Way. Do that rather than well, what do you want? Well, I can do this for you. Like, don't cater to them if they're not going to play ball on the internet show. Go piss off. You'd be surprised how many people in car don't play ball, you, even when you want them to, and they want to be involved in the show. And you say, hey, okay, you can work with this guy. And that's still not good enough for them. So unfortunately, they're, they're, I, I did have to release somebody in the past because of how unprofessional they acted. Uh, I, I gave them not one, but two good offers for a program. But it, they, it, they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to put in the work. And, and, and they, I guess I had a difference of opinion with that person. They thought that I was trying to sell out the car originals for non-car people. And, and that is so far from the truth. It's just well, a matter at of... at the end of the day... Who cares? Because you can do what you want. Correct. It's my show. It's my show and it's my rules. Uh, but at the end of the, but you, at the same time, if you, at the same time, uh, if you keep certain people happy within the way you run things, sometimes they do a favor back for you. And I was hoping that that would be the case with this individual, but he didn't. I gave him two proposals. He didn't want to, he didn't want to do either one of them. So, uh, Eventually, he and I both parted ways. And then there was another individual who I had a great idea for, but I told him, hey, I can't, I can't include this on the show because there's a lot of, lot of stuff being worked on and, and we, just, we just can't incorporate it. But he took it as an offense and he ended up leaving the show. And, and it, it, it's crazy how, un, how immature people can act in this community at times. Bloody exhausting area, that's for sure. Yeah. Jesus, man. Well... Before we head on to uh, a couple of other topics we're going to talk about, you haven't been uh, pissing off anybody else, have you? In the meantime, not intentionally. <laughs> not, I, I, not intentionally. I, I, I see this as, as, as a lot of it's all fake at the end of the day. It's all entertainment. People think this is real. People get worked into a shoot in this hobby and in this community. It's, it's crazy. And I, I hate using wrestling lingo and all this to all of you who don't listen to wrestling. A work, a work is something that's fake. A shoot is something that's real. People get worked into shoot, shoots sometimes in pro wrestling, just for all you out there. But uh, yeah. Can I, can I just say, and I don't mean to be critical, but I absolutely hate when people say community. I cannot stand it. I hate it too. I was, Everyone, I was part, I was I, a part of a group of people back then who didn't even use the term core because it wasn't even a thing. I hate the word community because it kind of feels it's, like it's, some goddamn dictation renegade or communist. It's, it's, there's someone it, at the top, the core council. It's not a it's it's not a community. It's 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 a shark tank. Everyone is out for themselves. Everyone wants to be the top dog. It is what it is. It's not even from the the perspective that I, I well, if you look at it, you know, sensibly. Yeah, or sure. or if you want to look at it from a more positive standpoint, it's an ecosystem. It's not a community. It's an ecosystem. You have different you have different different groups, different breeds, different, different species. It's, it's an ecosystem. Like you have your underwater creatures, you have your, you have your forest animals. It's, it's all, it's all an ecosystem. It's not a community. It's an ecosystem. They all have, they all operate differently. Well, it's, it's more to the fact of, again, you have like a higher, and you know, I'm not even going to go into it because I don't even care what you even think community and whatever. Go, go nuts. Crazy. 
Let's go on to uh, something I'm very, very interested to talk about because this is uh, something that's going to be covered on a future episode of the Dark Side of the Ring, great documentary show by Vice. Uh, oh. On the on the third uh, season, we're going to be talking about Luda Vachon. We're going to talk about the steroid trial, which kind of has been covered a bit to death, a teeny little bit, but maybe a little bit more insider from uh, the other side of uh, people on the prosecution side. Also, uh, that... Uh, Bruce Bedlam, that guy too, and Canning, going to be interesting. Yes. Let's check that out as well. And um, one of the uh, episodes, which I believe will be October 17th, is an old show called XPW, Extreme yes. Pro Wrestling. Yes, uh, I saw a little, a little bit of you. See a little bit of influence in your show with the whole XCW stuff. And, uh, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not- not XVPW, XPW. XPW. And uh, what's interesting, what's, what's interesting about the show actually, is very interesting, is I actually am a huge fan of a documentary maker in this country called Louis Theroux, and he has done a small little documentary of professional wrestling, but this has got nothing to do with this one. Yeah, this was he did, actually he, a, did, he did two episodes on porn. I know where you're getting at. Yeah, and and one of the ones he was talking about, you know, performers in regards to leaving the business, how they are, and, and took a few performers he was sort of following, which is interesting because just last year during the pandemic. He did a little a small series of going back and checking on these people on how that is, because a lot of it was in the late 90s, 1990s. I remember a particular porn group, a pornographic group who were doing some real like extreme kind of ironic yep. uh, scenes with cages and women. And it was like proper seeing themselves as like the renegades of, uh, of pornography. And this is like VHS tape. You know, this was the VHS side of the, the renegade VHS tape. And this is the, the, the top ones. And, I didn't know that that guy was this guy. I didn't even put two and two together until I saw the lawsuit. And then I thought, wow, that's interesting uh, uh, about this. Now, the reason I ask you is obviously it's going to be big news when it comes out because I've heard I think Travis talk about it a little bit, uh, Nate talk about it a little bit, you talk about it a little bit, and there seems to be this kind of similar thing. Uh, and I also said on the uh, Nathaniel Carter uh, podcast that I'm pretty sure from the um, – what, that that old podcast with Don Tony and Kevin Cass. I'm pretty sure Don Tony worked for them at some point or yes. another from yes, that brief time that I that I did listen to him. So yeah. it, it's it's an interesting thing with the extreme pro wrestling. Not something I'm very much aware of. Some that's where I'm coming at you from. Uh, someone that isn't. Um, I know there's a little bit of a sort of transition, a little bit of merge from ECW in terms of 1999, and there's been different editions with um, you know different times and different times. But yes. Tell me about XP, X, XPW. Tell me about it. Yeah, Extreme Pro Wrestling was a company founded by Rob Black, a.k.a. Rob Zuccheri, and, and Tom Byron, who was a very well-known porn star in the industry. They both ran XPW from 1999 to 2003. It was founded in 97, but they began operating in 99, and uh, they, they used a lot of ECW alumni. They used Big Dick Dudley, Sandman, New Jack, the list goes on and on. Um and they had some good homegrown talent as well. Supreme, Johnny Webb, Messiah, Chaos. It was it was a very crazy company. That was a company where New Jack threw Vic Grimes off of the scaffold, which um, very, very crazy stuff there. They were run by an extreme porn company, Extreme Associates. Um, what's funny, you know how I came across them? FYE was closing down in my area. They had a, they had a store called Suncoast. And one of the DVDs there was baptized in blood. I only got that for like a dollar something. It was it was clearance clearance, and uh, I, I saw the cover. It had Shane Douglas, Chris Candido, and and I'm like, this looks crazy. I gotta check this out. They were doing deathmatch tournament stuff, and it was people falling on glass. It was it was nuts. 
then I see that that little opening video that they did on the end for the TV show. It had John Davis from Corn and it had Ron Jeremy. I'm like, I, I need to I need to copy their logo and and make my cost show similar to XPW. And and I did. For years, I've run a very XPW themed cost show. It's it's not copied verbatim from XPW, but it's influenced by XPW, right down to the logo with the red X in the back and just the whole aesthetic, the the way it's formatted, the comedy, the the fact that we have a gay character, you know, because XPW had a character called Angel the Hardcore Homo, but he was, <laughs> but he was, but he was, he was, he was played by an actual gay guy. Like, like this wasn't, this wasn't, this wasn't the knock at, at the gay community or anything like that. And I'm like, well, what if we had that in XWE? So we, then we came up with the character Lance Cannon in XWE and Lance Cannon uh, uh, yeah, know that is, one. he's the gay character in XWE and, and he's also played by a legitimately gay person. And, and, you know, it's a comedic character. Like he's in on the joke and it's, it's funny stuff. And we're all in on the joke. We joke about it on commentary and it's hilarious. It's that old type of humor that XPW was known for that we're pretty much doing, but in car, you know, basically. I always remember seeing a stipulation. It was like the longest stipulation I've, I've ever seen. I think it was a Supreme versus Necro Butcher in like a, a main event. And I think it might have been maybe Cold Day in Hell in 2008. I don't know if it's that one. Yeah. Or something else. yeah but that I know was that the... it was a, it was King of the, the Deathmatch Championship, but it was, the stipulation was literally double hell, barbed wire chairs, barbed wire light tube chairs, uh, barbed wire light tube tables, light tube table, thumbtacks, beds of mousetraps, light tubes, deathmatch for... And I was like, what a long-ass tip. Just call it a deathmatch, for Christ's sake. Yeah, and it was it was just a basic deathmatch. You had light tubes, you had thumbtacks. It, it was your typical deathmatch. Necro Butcher stepped in the thumbtacks. It was it was bloody from from the get-go. What I want to ask in regards to that is, of course, it's uh, folded up, never to be seen again from its... Uh... Up until now, because they're running a show in November, and they're going to run a show next year in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yep. Well, that'll probably be quite smart to come off the, uh, the, the hype of the documentary, so that's probably a good time to... Yes. Uh, ...sort of uh, bounce off that. So yes. probably, probably a smart thing to do, but... What does... Uh, I know they call him Rob Black... He, uh, I know he does a little mini podcast. He still does, does that podcast because I know he's yes. like running down the porn industry and everything. Everyone's getting really angry with him. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's gone on everybody. Steve Hirsch, uh, John Stagliano, list goes on and on. But yeah, he still has he still has a podcast going on and he talks about wrestling and and uh, Dark Side of the Ring and and uh, XPW. He, he still talks about wrestling, politics, the porn industry, you name it. <laughs> I've heard that uh, there's a possibility um, there's a possibility that uh, there was uh, I don't know if this was actually going to be happening or not, but it was going to talk about that Marty Skrull was teased for it, and then yeah, he he, he wanted to bring in Marty Skrull and and uh, that whole situation is nuts. Uh, People complained about it. Rob apparently got word about whatever happened, I guess, with Marty Skrull. And Skrull is no longer booked on the show. But, yeah, he wanted to have – I think he wanted to have Marty Skrull on the show. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking because it looked like they were. And then it was saying, mm, no. Yeah, not. yeah, he backpedaled on that one. He's like, uh, this doesn't sound too good. And, and yeah. he cut Marty from the show. You think Marty's kind of done in general? Yeah. 
Yeah, un- unless he's doing like local shows in the UK, I think he's done as far as the US goes because it's that whole situation, man. It's just. Well, it's just when I look at, you know, uh, Jimmy Havoc. I know Jimmy Havoc's kind of... J- Jimmy, ha- all Jimmy Havoc did was yell at his girlfriend. I don't think he. D- I don't think Jimmy Havoc deserved to be canceled. I don't think he did. Well, I was going to say that um, he... I don't want to say taken down a pick, because this really pisses me off, because I find when people are in positions of, like, high-end celebrity or anything, yeah. and, they're, and they're caught doing normal jobs, it's like, eh, look at them. I'm like, no. They're actually being like you. They don't have a pride to sit there and go, well, I am this person. I don't deserve to get a normal job. No, actually, you've got to commend them because they got right back up and, and got to it again. Regardless of what side of the fence that you're on, don't like the opinion, click the right, uh, the X in the top round corner of your screen. But yeah. the Skirl thing was, I'm pretty sure, some some sexual abuse. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that's, that's a very, that's a very, that's a very, uh, that's a very uh, heated topic there, and uh, mm. I, I understand why Rob. I understand why Rob went back on it. I understand why Rob didn't didn't book Marty, but at the same time, you know, it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, I mean, it's as as far as what you're talking about with the Jimmy Havoc thing, because Jimmy Havoc didn't do anything that was you know on the level of what Marty Skrull did, but um, I don't think Jimmy Havoc deserved to be canceled. I know I know Marty Skrull obviously but uh as far as i think i think marty's done as far as the mainstream goes mainstream publicity but jimmy havoc on the other hand i don't think jimmy havoc deserved to be canceled because it's not like jimmy havoc had sexual relations with with anyone underage or anything anything like that all he did was verbally verbally abuse his girlfriend or or whatever and everyone got on jimmy havoc for that which is a shame, really. I, that's one thing I will get on AEW for is they shouldn't they shouldn't have fired Jimmy Havoc because he was good and and they could have I would have just glossed over that because well couples fight all the time and and I just didn't think that Jimmy Havoc deserved to be canceled the way he was. I think the problem with a lot of these in in general life with anybody who's um, you know what what was bad or says something questionable or things like that, it's not yeah. about saying who's bad or who's good. But what we do need to start doing, because it, it's going to kind of go out of control with lots of different things, is have conversations about what it, I'm not going to say what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate. But the point of the matter is, you know, if people are let's talk about the race issue, if people are racist, that's very, very difficult to try and change their opinion because they're racist and they're very yes, hard-nosed about obviously, it. If, obviously, if, if somebody says something that's racially insensitive. Are they just a dumb idiot and are very much um, ignorant in, in that case? Do they then deserve to be called a racist because of said thing? Um, because you can say, well, he's putting on this uh, this this um, racial training or sensitivity training or whatever it is. Which so I don't, I don't think any of that works. But on on the other hand, who hasn't said something insensitive at one point in their lives? I mean, no one no one is perfect. No one is perfect, and that's something that we've all learned in our lives. You know, we've all said things that we regret and we all sometimes say some stupid stuff, be it, you know, be it racial, be it, be it, uh, be it in, in any type of context. It could be racial. It could be personal. It could be what have you. But at the end of the day, you move on and you still work with some of those people. Yeah. But, it, but that's just society today. Everyone is weak. Everyone's weak willed. Everyone wants to cancel each other. It, it's a very, 
it's a very unhealthy society we we live in. People don't take care of themselves. People are obese. I mean, the list goes on and on. It, 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 it's like what some people in the political community call clown world. That's what it is. Mm. What I guess what I'm, I'm getting onto in particular is talking about the, the idea of when with these things come out, where said person is this or, and, and put yeah. in a particular box to be particular groups. Are we just ignoring the conversation that we should be having with people about being able to be more sensitive to this or that, or are people just given up because they're sick of hearing the same thing all the time? Yeah. And it's, it's a lose, lose either way. Um, you just got to focus on improving yourself and the relationships that you have with others and, and just don't let all the crazy stuff that goes on in society affect you, even though it does from time to time because it, it's everywhere. But, mm. you know, it's that's just my take on that whole situation. But I, I, I agree with what you're saying. We're going to move on to a couple more things. We'll get to a Q&A in a few months time. But uh, one of the things I found quite interesting about you was, again, that same podcast I was mentioning about with um, being able to talk about um your stuff with Nate, uh, again, I don't know if that's ever going to come out or not for, uh, for for the future. Did one with Nathan Roberts, I was checking out as well, just having a bit old uh, listen to it while uh, he decides whether he puts it out or not. You are a bit of an astrological man and uh, very much star signs. Which at le at least I was, at least I was at one point, not so much these days, but I, 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 have, a, I have a decent knowledge of it. So if that's the case, then uh, would you be able to uh, read my star sign? Tell me how awesome I am. Yeah, yeah. What 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 star sign are you? I am a Virgo. A Virgo. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys are very very professional. You don't really involve yourselves in drama. You're you're very you're very quiet people because I have a lot of Virgos in my family, and I wish you guys would break out of your shell more because uh, you guys are some of the coolest people I've known personally and professionally. Um, just great guys all together. I have nothing but positive things to say about Virgos. You're very professional. Um, I think, think we have a few Virgos working for XWE, but uh, they're, all you guys are very professional and, and you're very misunderstood. You guys are meticulous. Like you guys, you guys like doing things on time, and I respect that. I admire yeah, that. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you guys are never late, and I always I always respect that. And and uh, your guys are committed to everything that you put your mind to. And and this is coming from friends I've known who are Virgos. I mean, they're they're truly phenomenal people. And and uh, just very, uh, very caring, very smart. Uh, there's a whole lot more I can say, but that's just off the top of my head. Yeah, I'd probably go with that. Yeah, I'd probably agree with the. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I think I'd agree with every single, uh, every single one of that. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll go with that. Are you uh, kind of? Do you tend to read people's? All the time, even online? Or no, no, very rarely, very, very rarely. I mean, I used to back then, not so much anymore these days. But, but yeah, yeah, I did at one, at one point. Not, not anymore, not anymore. Well, even when I heard that podcast when you were talking about different um, uh, star signs when Nate was throwing <laughs> things at you, I was like, how do you know all that? How do you remember all that? All the time I, I was, I was, I was big into a lot of that back then. I was, um, but. You know, Nate's a good guy. He's very smart, and uh, he's one of the coolest people you could ever know. He's, I've known him for years. He's been a wonderful help to XWE. CWS is tremendous. Check out the recent episode of Warzone Fingerprints. Check out Exit Wounds tonight. Nate's just phenomenal. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not, uh, you're not, putting, you're not putting Nate over on this podcast, are you? <laughs> 
it's his business. It's business. It's business. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. But, but yeah, yeah, he's he's a very good guy. And uh, uh, next topic, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. I'll be on time for you next. Let's go. Actually, since, you about, since you talked about Nate Carter, let's talk about uh, let's talk about He's top great. rank. He's great. He really is uh, great. Well, not. Top rank <laughs> is a little bit of a mashup between you and uh, CWS, and a little bit of the old BCW as well. Oh, you, BWA. <laughs> BWA. That's it. Not BWS. What's wrong? You love that. Do you love a bit of BWA? It, it's it's a good show. It's it's hilarious. Uh, Nate's. Nathan Roberts is doing something different. I mean, Nathan Vale, Envy, whatever they call him, he's, he's tremendous. The guy's he, he plays a Phoenix character. He plays Nathan Roberts. He plays all these other characters on the show. He's 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 a talented guy. I like what he's done with BWA. Um, my only my only suggestion with BWA is to cut down on the tag team matches because it's very tag team centered. Uh, but aside Eddie from that, likes tag team matches. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, it's, it's very funny, very over the top. Um, I like what he's done. Well, maybe he likes uh, tag team matches. Maybe he's a bit of a, a tag team mark for that. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. No, maybe maybe he's a tag team he, guy. Maybe he enjoys that. Well, what I wanted to get at to with Top Rank is, I was going to say, when are you going to do a big old mashup show? But then I was like, whatever happened to Extreme All-Stars? Bingo, bingo. That is going to happen. That is going to happen. Oh, it is going to happen. It is. It is going to happen. It was supposed to happen in, in in August. We were supposed to go head to head with Car All Stars, but we made amends. We 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 were on good terms now, and we decided, hey, let's put this on the back burner, and it's on the back burner. But it, it's going to happen. We have we already have names for that. It, it, it's it's going to be a huge show. It's going to be a big crossover. Uh, but but that's that's coming later on this year. Uh, no, but, everybody's uh, all happy with each other, isn't that lovely? Extreme All Stars, yeah, that, that's still that's still a thing. It's still surely you're gonna call it something else, right? No, no, it's Extreme All Stars. We're keeping oh, that name. It's God. such an epic, such an epic name, Extreme All Stars. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I came up with, by the way, I came up with that. So you see your. <laughs> Send your hate tweets to at XW forever <laughs> for that one. <laughs> Well, we're heading on down the road here with our little podcast. I've uh, picked old Mr. Khan's brain about many different things. Of course, when you, well, I don't know if you'll listen to this after the pay-per-view or before the pay-per-view of uh, Exit Wounds. So, of course, it, it depends on, on, on what it is uh, with, the, with, those, uh, with those matches that happen as well. Now, usually, I would do a little bit of a Q&A uh, for you, but I actually have an individual who has wrote me some questions for you. He will remain nameless. And these are legitimate, <laughs> questions. These are legitimate questions, by the way. Uh, and I have not made them up. So uh, we're going to go to uh, my little guest's uh, questions. And again, I promise you that I uh, he's actually wrote seven questions. So let's get to them. Question number one is, why is Nathan Roberts booked the way he is in XWE? Nathan Roberts just came back. Nathan Roberts, he hasn't really had a match yet, unless you count tonight, in which he takes on Casper in a steel cage. Casper, I mean Nathan. Nathan Roberts is a he's a great guy. It's just it's been a while since he's since he's been at that upper echelon. It's gonna take a while to build him back up there. And I, so I think we're gonna do a, no 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 no. We're gonna do a good job with him. No no no. This is just the start of 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 a really good angle that we're working on with Nathan Roberts and and he's a he, he's a team player. It's it's really good stuff we're working on. I'm not gonna spoil too much of it, but he's he's tremendous. 
That's that sounds like a WWE way of we're burying him. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's not. It's not a burial. <laughs> By the way, the person that wrote this is, was not uh, Nathan Roberts. I can uh, at least confirm. It. Question two, he asks, is if Casper Van Dien wanted to have sex with your wife, would you allow it? <laughs> um. No, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I bet you the no, kind of person. No, 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 no. I'll give you a whole pass. I'll give you an exception. No, 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 no. You go with the no. I go with the no. I go with the no. Number three, if you had to compare XWE to any other promotion, which promotion would you compare it to and why? Oh, I mean, I can think of like three promotions, but I'd say um, WCW because, you know, we've, we've had big we've people have made good money working for us and uh, we, we've had great relationships with people and we really we really beat a lot of other shows in, in the viewers and the ratings during the brief time that that we were bringing in guys left and right and we were doing shows at the top of our game like we're we can say we pretty much took the fight to a lot of other cost shows in the community during the brief time that we were doing shows frequently and uh, granted we didn't we didn't necessarily win the war, but we, we put on a good fight. And, you know, we were probably the second largest uh, cost show at one point during a few months because pretty much the whole talk was XWE. Our, our shows were getting really good numbers at one point. Uh, and just in terms of the way, since we, especially since we've always had factions too, like how WCW had the NWO, Billionaires Club, XWE has always had factions. And uh, I'd say that there's a lot of parallels with WCW. Well, you know, if that's the case, you know, even if you actually, you know, say you lost the war, once you create the XWE network, you can basically create your own narrative and just say that you won. Basically. basically. And a normal question you, so that's what WWE does, and be like, oh, they they did all this to us, we're so, and just, yeah, 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 they they did, yeah, they did, Con, yeah, they did screw you. The narratives, because, well, I mean, I'd say that we were a cross between maybe WCW and WWF during the Monday Night Wars, because let's face it, we had a tank. We we did have a tank, and we did fire the first shot at one point. Oh, but it was great stuff. It was it was great stuff. That was a fun run we did. That was a really fun run. Question four is: Explain Spike being so OP in XWE. No, I don't actually know what <laughs> OP means. Yeah. Okay. He's a vampire. I mean, he's 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 from he's from Buffy. I mean, he's he's got to look he's got to look strong. Why why would you bring in such a big iconic name like Spike and have him job on the show? I won't have him job. I mean, he's he's a good name. He's a big name. And and James Marsters he does a great work. He does great work with the promos. So I mean, that's why he's OP in XWE. But um, it is what it is. Uh, there are certain guys who I would have booked over Spike, but just because I want Spike to look great and and look good and and look dominant in the next match he has that's why he goes over certain people and that's why he's been built up because he's a name he's a big name and he is a draw because you look at the shows that we've done with spike they've done a big they've done big numbers on youtube question five thoughts on rob black as a promoter he's funny um the stuff he's done uh just the characters that he's created uh like Angel, the hardcore homo, white trash, Johnny Webb, the West Siders, though there's another name that they're called, but I won't say in this podcast because then I might get canceled. There's a West Siders, uh, Angel, the hardcore, great. He, he's, he's a good creative mind. He's very funny. Uh, as a promoter, uh, he did 
he did piss off a few people here and there. Like when the, when the Enterprise was a thing in XPW, they promised a big guest at a pay per view. They ended up just bringing some bum that that they had, just some random bum on the street. Then and then that bum pinned GQ Money one two three, and it was it, that was, a lot of fans were mad with that with that show. And uh, even the main event of Baptizing Blood three was Shane Douglas versus uh, Johnny Webb. Webb was working with this with a sprained ankle or whatever. Match was so bad, fans were throwing beach balls in the in the upper balcony, and and Rob was so mad because it was just bad promoting then and there. But there are times where he did a good job. Rob, when Rob could be a good promoter, he was. You look at XPW when they're on the East Coast, and they had guys like Matt Cross and and Josh Prohibition. Those were good cards that Rob put out. But you look at some of the other cards that they've done. Yeah, Rob 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 was hit and miss as a promoter. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't. He wasn't the greatest promoter either, and and uh, so he's a, he's a, he's kind of an asshole, but he's funny. He's funny, and and uh, I like some of the ideas that he's came up that he's come up with, and he's a big Metallica mark like I am. Uh, well, the, one of the next questions was: Is Extreme All Stars coming out? Which we kind of answered that question. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming I, soon. I don't. I don't. I don't have a date for that because I'm currently. Mostly involved with just XWE right now. I have a big XWE show coming up soon, One Night Stand 2, November Rain, which should be in late November, maybe December. I'm just going to tell you straight up right now, you realize that um, once you do advertise it, they will come after you like vermin. As far as I know, I don't talk to them. I'm not on bad terms with them. You you won't, but you wait soon, brother. I'm not on I'm not on great terms with them, but I'm not on bad terms with them because I don't talk to them. Um, I just I don't know what's going on in their, in their camp. They don't know what's going on in our camp. So when Extreme All Stars does drop, it's going to be an amazing show. And I'm not it, it really isn't a shot at them or anything like that. But if anyone does, and well, screw it, the show's going to be amazing come on, regardless. Come where, on, it's come what on. Are they it's, like, do? it's like you don't even realize. It's like you don't even know. It'll be like going into your attic, opening up an old box of school bitches and all the cockroaches crawl out. I I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see what happens. Seek, but I just, know, I, I just know that the show's going to be phenomenal regardless when it, whenever it does drop. And, and there's nothing anyone's going to do about it. Shit, what... What what can they cancel me for that I haven't already be, be, been canceled for? You can't cancel what has already been canceled. That's all I have Ooh, to say. I see. I see what you did there. That was very clever. <laughs> very, very clever. Rob Blackman, very clever. And the last question on uh, on his list is: How big is Batista's dick? Uh, now you know what. Gotta, gotta, you gotta, you gotta ask. You gotta ask Molina the answer for that question. You don't have to answer that question, Con. Ask, ask, ask Melina that the, the, the question. She knows the answer. I actually am going to give you the answer, Mr. Con, to this man's question because I know a dude who has done a comprehensive investigation into how big the is. <laughs> no, serious. I'm being serious. I'm about to read it to you right now. So if you people are wondering, I'm about to give you a very clear, very smart, scientific uh, example of the size done by what I'm claiming to be the Batista dick detective. <clears throat> okay. Now, he's done various pictures that he's analyzed this on. So I, when I say exhibit, obviously it's a picture. Uh, I can't obviously show you because obviously we're doing an audio podcast. But I'll try and uh, I'll try and describe it as much as I can. 
I have undertaken the finding out what Edge calls the burning question on fans' minds. Exhibit A, we'll start with the image of him in regular underwear, i.e. not wrestling trunks. It's a bit dark, so I'm going to enhance the brightness to get a better look at the outline of the unit. Exhibit B, in this, Batista is wearing flexible lycra material. Let's cross-reference this image of Seth Rollins, who is a verified 5.25-incher in compression gear. Perhaps Batista has his rod rolled up and inserted into his pit of danger. <laughs> See what in there? We'll keep investigating. Exhibit C, another comprehensive pants photo, this time less flattering than before with no item to be seen. These comprehension pants are closer to the type Rollins wears. Exhibit D, we all know that showers can't hide their junk in skinny jeans. It should be clear now that Batista is a grower, if not a micro. Exhibit <laughs> E, in his tight wrestling trunks that have more of a hard, stiff material, Batista's sporting a compact, round, cup-shaped outline. However, tight, compressing clothing can be a poor assessment if it flattens the objects too much. Exhibit F, this is more along the lines of Exhibit A, without compression pants to flatten and squish the package. There's room for its size to naturally expand with the weight of the world falling on its testicles. <laughs> Exhibit G. In some Speedos, you get the revelations of softer fabric, but the deception of shrinkage and a thousand years of anger. However, Batista's bundle is consistently sized with Exhibit A and F. However, if we assume he's a grower, we can't fully be sure of the size of his pole. Exhibit H. What seems to be Batista's uncontrollable erection has revealed a long-term question. In multiple angles, Batista has something in his pants that is clearly, one, not from his pocket area, and two, finishing or starting in the middle of his pelvis. We can see the outline of a long, thick, girthy cock with a pulsing crevice <laughs> along the middle of the dick. Using the previous image, we can discern that 9.1 of Batista's elongated turgid cock equal the height of the 6'3 Triple H. Dividing 190 <laughs> centimeters by 9.1 gives us 20.8 centimeters, which gives us 8.1 inches, giving a rounding error of 0 0.3 inches. However, exhibit I, we actually have a late edit of the Batista Dick Detective, and he says... Further evidence, as of the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 red carpet, has supported this highly funded investigation. Adjusting the camera perspective, distance away from camera and the diagonal angle of Batista's stance. To bring the camera's right side closer, bottom closer, left side further, and estimating his flat footing. I've calculated Dave, dressed to the right, Batista's cock, to measure up to 92 Dick's worth of Batista, giving us 21.2 centimeters, which is 8.35 inches. So now his dick is 8.2 inches with a margin of take give or take half an inch. So the answer to your question of how big is Batista's dick is 8.2 inches. Wow. <laughs> Never knew someone put that much effort into uh, doing the research the research there. Well, you know, uh, when I like to find these things, I like to um, I like to make sure that you know we get the real detail, we get the real evidence, we get the real fact. I'm a fact kind of guy. Yeah. And, um, how do you how do you feel after that impressive investigation? The the very you know philosophical question of how big is Batista's dick now can be. Hey, when people ask you that question, go on instead of being uh, uh, you just say 3.2 inches. 8.2. Okay, I'll keep note of that. 8.2. And if they say, how do you know that? You send it to me and I'll read them out this investigation all over again. <laughs>
Okay. Well, gone after that, so I don't really know how to segue into my Q&A, but I'll have to anyway. But before we do get into our beautiful Q&A, you uh, got anything you want to say to the fans, to uh, any of your hard-nosed XWE loyalists? To all the XWE fans out there, enjoy the show. Enjoy Exit Wounds. A lot of effort went into this. Everyone did a phenomenal job. Everyone. NTG did a phenomenal job. Spike did a phenomenal job. Blake Jordan did a phenomenal job. Von Hollywood did a phenomenal job. Everyone did a phenomenal job on this show, and we all did it for you, the fans. And we hope that you enjoy the show tonight. It was a long time coming. It took a, it took about a month to make, and uh, we all hope that you have a blast. All of your favorite names are back. We are better than ever. XWE is back from the grave. You can't kill what is unkillable. I like that. That's very, very uh, great ending. And let's uh, end up with my usual three, uh, three questions. Let's hear it up uh, to, to, to say that. Con, when you hear the word MILF, who pops in your head? Uh, Kimberly Page. Wow, you were very quick to answer that. Kimberly Page. Dang. Uh, this is a very interesting question for you. Con, what does Britain do better than America? Lose. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys, like you, you guys, no, 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 screw it. You guys do have some winners. I mean, shout, shout out Manchester United. You guys are back. Oh, don't give me that nonsense. Give me that God. You guys are nonsense. back. You guys are back in that, in that area. But as far as I know, you have better than America at losing. Tell you, it's a good job you're not around me because my, <laughs> my rage would overtake me. Well, here comes a uh, last question, which I think is a great one since you are a creative uh, producer s kind of guy. Khan, you were given $400 million to make a movie, but it has to bomb critically and financially, or else you will die. What would you make? Oh, that's, that's an interesting question. So you got um, $400 million. You gotta make a movie. Million. Uh, yeah, the the number one task is you gotta absolutely make it bomb critically and financially. It has to just be terrible. That's a tough one, man. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, man, 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 you put me on the spot there. I have to think about that. <laughs> you, it would have to bomb. I mean, I know what could sell, but it would have to bomb. Okay. Uh, I mean, that should be relatively easy. I mean, what what would be just absolutely terrible? Who would you put in it that would be absolutely terrible? No one would care about. Um, four hundred million, man. That's a tough question. Uh, I would just. Uh, let me see here. Let me let me sit down. Let me collect my thoughts. It would have to bomb. Okay. Like what? Who, what's the worst actor I could think of? I'm trying to think. There's a lot of bad ones out there. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. This is an easy question. This is easy. This is easy. Uh, I would just make another PG-13 Terminator sequel with Jai Courtney as the lead. That's guaranteed to bomb. 
Oh, okay. Sounds good. I would um, grab what I would call your typical, you know, um, Hollywood actors that are kind of in everything now, you know, like your typical group. So like James Corden, Jaden Smith. Uh, and then what I would do is I call it koalas. And then that would do well because it'd probably be like Warner Brothers. Then what I would do is I do koalas plus a one-man movie starring Casper Van Dien. Oh. It, it would be a glorious CGI live-action hybrid in no, no. which Casper Van Dien sings about how they're looking for a fable piece of uh, uh, thread to take him to uh, uh, a heaven for three hours. <laughs> and if it's a Snyder Cut, it'll be six hours. And there'll be visible you know, buttholes and, and matted fur. <laughs> and um, it would be Casper Van Dien basically searching the earth for a piece of thread to take him to heaven. And then after two hours and 50 seconds, um, he'd finally find the thread and the thread would be linked to my foot. And then I stunned Casper Van Dien for the end. <laughs> well, you just had to include him in there for it to be, oh, to be a bomb. You just had yeah. to. Well, Con, it's been a pleasure, as always. Good talking to the young fellow. Appreciate you. No, coming you here, sure up. you don't have any few more questions? Oh, well, bro, this is my podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you want me to ask you? Um, what do you want to talk about? I got, like, I, I'm surprised you didn't do like an underrated, overrated. Like who's your favorite? Oh, I was go I was going to do that, but I can't remember who you said last time. But we could do those two if you want. So go on then. Who is the most overrated man in CAW? Immaccuracy. Oh no, here we go. Immaccuracy. Go on, lad. Then tell I, me why. Here's a, here's a, here's the thing with that guy. He's he's been a, he's been at the top everywhere in every cost show. Nothing against the guy. It's just, you know, he, he, I had a really good idea for him for a storyline, but um, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it to connect with everything else that we were doing. So I apologize to him. I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. This can't work out. Um, no hard feelings. Right. And he got mad at me. I'm like, he's like, he's like, it's like, I never want to work with you again. And, and this was a waste of my time. And do left just, just cause of that. I'm putting him on my overrated list. You know, he's, I, I didn't care for that, but aside from that, he's the most overrated. Overrated. Oh, 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 hey, hey, hey! And every time he tries to do a new character, he's just the same guy, but in in face paint. I don't get it. The the guy I had who played the Joker, Garrett Black, played by Carnderwell from Scream, he was a better Joker. There we go. Most overrated inaccuracy. You uh, got a little bit of heat with that guy. It's a little bit. I don't hate him. I mean, I. He and Travis. Well, you you good... wait you wait for him to contact he and, you. What you saying, he and, bro? He and Travis have a good podcast together. It's it's nothing personal. It's just yep, it's yep. just it's just it's just the it's just car related bullshit. You know, it's it's just the way he acted with regards to how he left XWE. That that left a negative taste in my mouth. But aside from that, it's whatever. It's whatever. Who is the most underrated? C A W. That's a good question. There's, there's a lot of people I could put on there. Um, you know, for one, Matt Diesel's very underrated. You know, that guy's a tremendous worker. He's 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 a great talent. He's an awesome individual to work with. He's a good guy. Uh, does things the right way. He has he has a great mindset. Guy's tremendous. And then there's and then there's Ether. I always liked Ether. Ether is a tremendous 
and, and he's a tremendous cog guy. I saw his work in YWF. He's pretty good. He's he's kind of like a black Jeff Hardy. He's pretty good. Uh, Aether, you say? Yeah, Aether. Yep, Aether, Aether, whatever his name is. I like him. He's good. That's very uh, interesting. You say that because when I interviewed Maximilian, he said that he was the most overrated. Oh, really? Who was his most mm. underrated? Uh, I honestly can't remember off the top of my head. Oh man, what do you say? I, I generally can't remember. Oh wow! But I, I, that that one sticks out to me because again, it was it was a rare overrated that I haven't heard before, so it kind of stuck out in my mind. Oh well, well yeah, Aether's cool. Another another guy who I think is underrated is uh, Chronix. I don't know if you know who Chronix is. Uh, not 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 Mason Chronix. I'm talking Chronix, uh, the guy who edits YWF, the cr- tremendous no. guy. He's, he's, he's funny. He's great at commentary. The guy's a jack of all trades. He edits most of the YWF shows together. The guy is phenomenal. I, I, I wish some big company would sign him because that guy is, is he's very talented. Uh, another, another person who's talented would be, would be Nate Carter, just who's very underrated. Oh, here we Nate go. Carter. Here we go again. Because I tell you, he, he, he revived this whole cog hobby with CWS. The guy's done a tremendous job with everything. He's, he's, he's truly a remarkable talent to have. And I don't know why people, why, why sometimes people bash him because the guy is excellent. He really is. He really is one of the best. He really is one of the best. The guy's a, he's a team player. And as far as my, one of my personal underrated guys, I'd say Blake Jordan, the guy's tremendous. The guy who plays him, Seth, great guy, very hard worker, um, very talented. He's one. I, I couldn't find anybody else to play that role, that, that American psycho Patrick Bateman, Dexter Morgan type role. He nailed it. He did a phenomenal job with that role. And I look forward to seeing him on next, uh, more on XWE because I'm not sure if you've seen the vignettes that I helped produce that that he pretty much put together on the recent XWE Thunders. He did a phenomenal job on those. This guy is a was the fastest rising star in XWE. He's one of the best. Even if you know him out, even if you're to know him outside of car, the guy's he's tremendous. Just a good guy all all around. I love his mindset. He's big on self improvement. You know, he's just a good guy. Very very driven mindset on life, and that would be my. That would be at the t- one of, at at the very top of my underrated list. The guy's tremendous. Blake Jordan's a future star in XWE. And there's my overrated. There's my underrated. There's my overrated category. And there's my underrated category, just from top to bottom. All the guys I like in that underrated category. Nate, Blake Jordan, Chronics. All those guys are underrated, and, and I I give them a lot of credit. Those guys are fantastic. Who would win in a fight between you and Nate Carter? I would win. <laughs> really i would win yeah no 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 no, no 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 he, he's gotten lessons from captain hook himself i, I he'll win mm, i feel like yeah, I, i'm always trying to uh you know think to myself hmm, you know can i uh what i do in a fight against nate carter you know nate carter he likes to kind of be a big dude you know a big bad man you know with the with his words and he, he is very you know articulate in his own way but i like to think that um you know Nate Carter's a little bit like Chris Tucker. It's like, yeah, we go, we go, baby. Come on, baby, call you. Go, come on. Yeah, and then, uh, if, if, I, if I met Nate Carter in real life, I bet he'd be like the real life Chris Tucker. And he'd be able to do like those big Michael Jackson moves, you know, where he's like <laughs> with, with his legs. <laughs> well, Con, it's time to head down the road. We've done all the questions you want. And uh, we've also done a very comprehensive investigation in Batista's junk. And uh, if you are listening to this beforehand, which I'm not sure if you are because it's getting pretty late now, uh, do go and check out XWE Exit Wound. It's out this evening, Saturday the 4th of September. If not, go check it out tomorrow. You know, Colm, when he's going to deliver something. It's going to be surprise of surprise. You can sit down, have a nice cup of tea, uh, and have a good old XWE time. 
but uh, from me the Jamco, from all con angle black uh whatever you call yourself <laughs> it is sayonara goodbye stay safe and be good to one another see you soon Jamco Talks is available on all streaming platforms including Spotify Apple and Google Podcasts check out all things FWZ on the FWZ Collection channel Thank you.